I really enjoyed recording this episode with Murph. And that's because she kind of surprised me, actually. I don't know what I was expecting, but the thing I've always loved about Murphy is that she is always so authentic. She is herself, and it's hard in a world, you know, full of judgment and competitive people and scarce-minded people to be yourself. It's tough. And she's always been that, and I was hoping that would come through on this episode, and it did, and more. She had the strength to show her vulnerability and share with you guys the human aspect behind refereeing and some of the demons we all face, the battles we all face in our own minds. And some of them we can relate to, but we don't like to admit it. So to Murphy, way to lead by example. I appreciate you for that. I really do. And for everyone else, we should all learn to add a little bit of Murphy magic into our lives. And I hope you guys enjoy this one. We're here on the last day of State Champs. Murphy's finally joined us. Murphy Baldry, the sassiest ref of all time. She's here. How you doing? I'm fabulous, Nate. How are you? Pretty good. Pretty damn good. So uh, how's the tournament going so far? Well, I haven't really been here for much of it. Uh, my first day was yesterday. So, but being here yesterday, it was like it's nice to be around here and come back to a State Champs. Negatives, positives, what are you seeing? Uh, a lot of a lot of positives, a lot of teamwork. Um, it's nice seeing all my peers run around on the floor. Not, and <laughs> that's not what your your post games sound like. What? I'm kidding. Okay. My post games are so positive. Are they? Most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. Yep. I mean, you gotta have some negatives with positives, right? Yeah, just put in a little sandwich and. Exactly. <laughs> my favorite compliment sandwich. Okay. Oh, that's what you call it. Okay, that makes so much sense. That's what All right, called. what other what other things are you seeing, Murphy? Things are going well. Things aren't going well out here. Things are going pretty well. It's all pretty cruisy. Uh, what's, what's like one major positive you're seeing, and one major negative that you're seeing in, in the referees? Um, I would say the biggest negative that I'm seeing at the moment would be pre games. Um, that's something that I've been listening to, uh, like been hearing as I've walked around the ref room would be pre-games. But a big positive is just a referee presence on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, where we don't have a lot of weaker referees in our panel, which is fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, so everyone's looking really strong on the floor and like a team. Um, and yeah, it's pretty cool to watch. For sure, for sure. That's good. So uh, how did you actually get into basketball? And uh, yeah, how'd you, how'd you start? all that did you did you start off playing or did you get straight into refing now you're an educator what's the deal here so uh my family has been around basketball like since they were kids so i grew up at basketball i started playing at like five um started refing at 12 my mother's a referee mm-hmm. uh so it was natural that i fall into that role got you um it took me a few years to actually get into it and be decent enough um and then yeah i refereed yeah since i was 12 started refing rep when i was 16 um started coming to state championships when i was 16 um, started actually doing well at state championships when I was 18. Okay. <laughs> but yeah. Nice, nice. So um, you've, you've got one of the most confident personalities out on the court that I know. Thank you. 
has it always been this way for you? Oh, no. It hasn't? Not at all. Can you elaborate on this? Because I think a lot of people, a lot of young referees get the wrong idea. They're looking at the the older referees going out on court, just taking care of business, and they're like, oh, my God, I can never do this. I cannot do it. And a lot of referees, they lose their confidence. They just don't believe in themselves. Mm. And how did you, like, what was that like? Just describe that experience and... How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, so um, my teenage refereeing career was not a positive one. Um, I was an idiot, essentially. I was a classic teenager. Yeah. <laughs> um, made mistakes on and off the court. Yeah. Um, I was not overly confident. Um, I actually got really abused really? as a referee. Uh, my first ever state championships, I had a parent... Um, on my semi-final that I was refing, uh, parents sit on the baseline and swear at me and call me every name under the sun. Um, and it was horrendous. And I was crying on the court mm. trying to ref this game. Um, yeah. And it was hard. So I didn't have confidence. Mm. Uh, like I didn't have a lot of it. Um, and I didn't believe in myself a lot. Mm. But um, when I was 18, I went to my, I went to an under 16 state championships. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I refereed well there. Um, and one of the people, Kelly, actually uh, our Div 2 commissioner, she pulled me aside one day and I had a, a lot of abuse and I took it really personally and really emotionally. And she sat me down and she was like, look, if you want to keep going and you're worth it to keep going, you need to be the biggest bitch on the court. And I took that quite literally and I became (laughs) the biggest bitch on the court. And so I demanded respect. Mm. I demanded um, acknowledgement. I demanded all of those things from not only the players, but my partners and the spectators. Um, Sometimes a bit too extreme and I was a bit too bitchy, but (laughs) (laughs) within time, like I figured out how to actually be humbled, but confident Mm. on the floor. And so, like I said, that wasn't until I was 18. And I started refereeing when I was 12. Mm. So it took me quite a lot of maturing and a lot of time to separate my emotions and demand the respect that I was deserved. And then I earned the respect that Mm. I was deserved. Mm. So, yeah, it was not an easy road. Mm. What are you like now dealing with uh, abuse and situations like that? that you struggled with previously? Um, I would say it's interesting because it kind of depends on who is the person delivering the abuse. That is a big thing for me. Um, I I can build quite a good rapport with coaches and players. So I don't really mind if players and coaches have their little emotional moment because that's the game of basketball. Mm -hmm. If there's no emotion, well then what's the point in being in it? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's some of the fun of it. But when some spectators are standing there saying the most horrendous things, you're like, well, you don't, like, what gives you the right to say that? Mm. Um, But at the same time, like, sadly, that's part of basketball. Um, So now it just kind of comes with a grain of salt every now and again. And occasionally there'll be a comment or two that really just shakes me. And I won't show it on court. And after the game, I might take five minutes and cry it out a little bit (laughs) but I'll usually just move on from it because it doesn't mean anything 
like the reflection of the either the games I get, the feedback I get, how I feel on the game, like that tells me how I actually did referee the game and how I looked out there mm. um, and if I did well or not. So in the end, like I might feel sad about some of those comments, but they don't actually mean anything because mm. they come from people that don't mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, that's really that's really cool because I think a lot of young referees listening can really gain from that and really try and take on that perspective. Mm. I think it's so important. Have there been any practical things that have helped you in terms of, you know, um, even being out on the court with your self-talk? Have you used mantras? Have you tried to do journaling? Like any practical mindset things that allow you to go out there and just be like fierce? <laughs> so um, this is actually something that I used to do very often and I still do um, I sing really I so I, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna say death stare the shit out of people <laughs> no no I sing so usually um, everyone knows how I do my pre-games is I have music playing either it's through a speaker and everyone's listening to the music wow. or I put he- headphones in and I listen to music so it's music that hypes me up work by Rihanna that always gets me going okay um anything with like an upbeat tune to Mm. it that gets me moving so not only am I mentally just letting go I'm physically letting go so that's Mm. part of my physical warm-up as well dance exactly exactly (laughs) and then I'll find a song that I want stuck in my head and I'll keep that song and I'll take that song with me into the game and if I have those moments where I'm noticing a bit of abuse I'll actually start humming in my head or I'll start thinking about this song and you'll see me on the court sometimes and I'll be like dancing a little bit that's why because I'm singing to myself I thought it was just like because like someone looked at you and you're like oh yeah like (laughs) I find this so easy rapping's like chill (laughs) no not at all wow Wow, that's cool. I like it. Have you ever faced any challenges? I've been asking a lot of the um, the females this, just because I like to to hear the full perspective, just yep. to see to see how you uh, personally have experienced life. Have you dealt with many challenges purely because you're female in the refereeing realm, or not so much? Wildly. Really. Oh yeah. Tell me more. <laughs> As I said before, I was uh, a teenager. Yeah. Um, and I did stupid teenage stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and growing up, a lot of people just, they put me into this spot where it was like, um, I'm very, you know, I care about how I look on the floor and I'm wearing the wrong pants that make me look too, just not too professional as a lot of people would have said to me Mm -hmm. within the years Um, and you know people would mistake my friendships for relationships Mm. every time I had a a friendship with anyone um, you know player fellow referee a coach a spectator Mm. everyone would misread that Mm. and then as soon as I get put on that game there's a speculation where oh she might actually be biased because she has a relationship with this person where it's actually no I can have personal friendships and relationships with people off the court and be professional and step on the court. Mm -hmm. And I battled with that for a long time. Um, Still occasionally do. And it really sucks 
because people put you into this perspective where it's like you're not like you're a biased referee you're only got there because of this and that mm. you're only got there because of your looks mm. like certain stuff like that and it was really hard to kind of move through that and past that point where people wouldn't judge me for having friendships for how I looked for what I wore um and stuff like that it it was not an easy thing and this is like not just men women would do it as well um women are just as judgmental as anyone mm. um and so it was a really big big hurdle for me to jump and not only at like and you know perspective is everything so if you put yourself in situations where it might look bad mm. people are going to take it bad mm. uh, you know you just got to prove them wrong and prove to everybody that you're not what they think you are. And I worked really hard at doing that. That's really good advice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Hit me in the feels. <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, goodness, goodness. What's uh, This may tie into something that you've already mentioned mm -hmm. because we've already gone through, you've already had some quite adverse times <laughs> but uh but what's the most challenging moment you've had on the court okay well oh this is something that is actually one of my biggest insecurities as a referee mm. i am sadly someone who is very injury prone mm. and has a mild heart condition mm. and when i was 18 19 20 um, my heart condition was quite severe and was uh, very affected every time I would step on the court. Mm. Um, and it gave me a lot of anxiety with that. Mm. And so anxiety mixed with a heart condition, yeah. it, that's not a good combination. Yeah. Um, so actually, it's, it seems funny because it's almost not referee related, but my mm. biggest battle as a referee going onto floor is wondering, will my body hold up and will I get injured right now? And will my heart give up on me and force me to stop refereeing? Will I faint on the floor? You know, am I able to push through? Is there a backup for me? Um, I don't want a backup, but I'm going to have to ask for one just in case. Do I look weak having to have someone stand on the sideline? And that was actually one of my biggest battles because a lot of educators dismissed me as soon as they found out that I might need a replacement. Mm. And um, I, I missed out on a lot of opportunities and a lot of people thought I was very weak for a while because I couldn't keep up with certain games. Um, even the slowest of games, sometimes I just couldn't do it and I had to ask for somebody to step on the floor and take over for me because I'm about to pass out because my, my heart can't regulate itself. Mm. Um, so it's interesting because it's not really refereeing related yeah. and it's one of the most vulnerable things for me because as soon as, some, as soon as I call a referee timeout because I need to regulate myself and I need to try and calm my heart down, the players are worried about me and are like, oh, is she okay? And then the referee, other uh, coaches are worried about me and, oh, is she okay? And I'm, it's hard for me because, like you said before, I'm a very dominant and strong person on the floor. Mm. And here I am going through this very vulnerable moment with wow. my body and I have to 
pick myself up after calling a referee timeout and jump back on the floor with this smile on my face and be like, no, 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 I'm fine. And then have to call like this massive charge next and just try and prove to everyone that like, no, I'm like, I'm actually okay. Like I know how to deal with it myself, but now everyone sees me and is a bit softer on me. And I, I, it's frustrating for me when that happens. And I'm like, no, don't be soft on me now. Like you were yelling at me two minutes ago. Like, don't care about me now. Care about me after the game. Ask, ask me when the game's done. Um, and that's actually, yeah, one of my biggest battles as, as personally as a referee, one of the biggest issues that I have on floor. Wow. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming you're still battling this to this day. Yeah, so... What's, yeah, what's your... I mean, you can elaborate on just that if you like, but otherwise, what's your mindset towards it now? How are you, how are you managing to stay resilient and pers- persistent? And Yeah, so with that, I mentioned that I'm quite injury-prone. Mm. Um, like, I found out that I'm... Like, all of my joints are hyper-flexible, mm. um, and I can hyper-extend all of my joints, which... Uh, might sound kind of gross but it's quite bad because that means that I need to really focus on strengthening my body a lot so if I go a season where I'm just I'm being a bit lazy and I don't want to put in that work and then I try and come back I can actually have get an injury from that yeah if you if you go into a range where you don't have the strength then it's just gonna bang yeah it's gonna go so it's been a really big mental battle for me in the past I'm gonna say two to three years because my body has given up on me Um, and I have not had the mental strength to keep fighting for it Um, and yeah so within I would say within the last three months I decided that I was coming to 18s Mm. Um, and I started rehab because I got a really bad back injury Mm -hmm. so I started rehab I started you know doing regular cardio I wanted to get back out on the floor I wanted to ref 18s ref the QSL NBL NBL one season like that's my goal for this year um so due to coronavirus and all of that going on I was unable to referee at under 18s this year which Mm. I was devastated by Mm. um because that was my welcome back mm. like I'm ready this is what I've got you're to gonna prove. ref here at this tournament I was gonna ref here at this tournament no. so oh. it I was devastated yeah. when I didn't get to um, and but now that I'm here it gives me that drive again and that motivation and um, you know to to set up a training plan to get a meal plan together Um, to get my body ready and my mental health and mental game ready to step on the floor for QSL and NBL one. Like I'm ready to prove to everyone that you can manage injuries, you can manage a heart condition and get out on the floor and still crush it. Like I'm so sad not to be on the floor. I miss it so much. Murph, as you say this, it hits me right in the feels because... I feel like I can relate to you yeah. in, in some ways. We're obviously all in our own journey, but uh, but yeah, I feel you on that and how uh, how heartbreaking it can be sometimes and how frustrating, mm. frustrating. Just mm. like your body, it's just like I can't do it, and you're like, um, well, I want to, so let's. Yeah, it's because it's uncontrollable, right? Exactly. It's like, damn. 
And that's the biggest mental thing for me is that because it's an uncontrollable, you can't really blame yourself. But at the same time, who else is there to blame? Mm. It's like a, yeah. well... Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's one of those things where it's not really your fault, but it's your responsibility to do whatever you can to influence it and yep. control as much as you can to give yourself the best chance. Exactly. That's how I look at it. Exactly. And that's mm. how, I'm, how I'm perceiving it now. And that's the uh, mentality that I want to bring in for this season. Um, yeah. Like, and also, one of the other battles that I'm learning to go through is that I'm not the same referee that I was, mm. you know, five, four years ago. I am nowhere near that same referee mm. and I have to stop holding myself up to that standard mm. because I haven't been in the high leagues for a long time mm-hmm. um, due, due to uncontrollables mm-hmm. and that sucks. So now that I have to put myself in a position where I'm being realistic with myself and I'm being honest with myself and um, that's really hard mm. because I'm such a strong person and personality that I have to take a step back and also tell everybody else not to hold me at this level Mm. I mean you know um, have high expectations for me yes which is always great but don't expect me to hit that same goal that you saw me at five years ago Mm. because I'm not that same person and I'm not that same referee so I feel you on that a lot of people just kind of it's hard when you hang around with the same people, they treat you the way that you've always been treated. So mm. it's really hard to change into a new person without yeah. changing environment. So yeah, that's really, it's really cool that you, that you say this right here because when people listen, they can actually empathize for your story mm. and now understand how do you want to be treated coming into the season? How do I? Yeah, I, I guess you touched on it, but I guess kind of um, recapping it. Like if you were to step out on the court this season, uh, QSL, how do you how do you want to go out and be so that so that people can allow you to be that person without holding you back to to past mm. selves? I guess my biggest thing is like letting go of all of my injuries. Mm-hmm. So when I put when I get to that point where my body is ready and good to go, it's actually proving to everyone, oh my body is still good to go. I just need to build up my refereeing back. I just need to get back into the groove of things. Mm. Um, and it's, you know, because I, I actually had a game this season where somebody brought up the same referee that I was in my first QSL season. Yay. So somebody was like, you're, you're not as fast as you were in that first season. You're not as strong. You don't manage players and coaches like you did when you first refed. Now, I, there was not a lot of leeway when I was first refing. I had a very short boundary with players and coaches as to what they could get away with and what they couldn't. But that's because I didn't know a lot of ref, like know a lot of coaches. I didn't have that rapport. I have rapport with a lot of coaches now. I, they know me by name. They, I know certain players by name. I've refereed them since they were in under 14s. Like they know me, so obviously, there's just a bit more of a comfortability and I have a bit more leeway to, you know, not add fuel to the fire, but actually try and diffuse a situation. Whereas me, 
you know, three, four years ago, I'm just like, well, nah, stuff them. Like, uh, hell no. When in reality, there's actually better ways to do it. Mm. Now, you you can still go out there and be like, hell no, but you don't always have to. That mm. do, that's not the first resort. Mm. And this educator held me to that. And they were like, you, you don't do that anymore. And I was like, of course I don't do that anymore. Like... I'm, I'm, it's been four years. I'm a different person. I've matured. Mm. I want to try and dissolve this without, you know, possibly making it worse. Mm. So it was really interesting um, for them to refer to me back to how I was, yeah, three, four years ago. I think that's an important lesson for us all as well. Just people listening, it's, it's also about how, how you guys behave towards others. So, you know, even me and you, like trying not to hold someone to the same standards they were time and time ago like actually ask them how are you doing what are your goals Mm. and who do you want to be so Mm. that we can help you achieve that because at the end of the day like it's it's so disheartening when everyone's playing for themselves and not celebrating each other's success it's just yeah very selfish yeah yeah Yeah. so i think that's that's an important lesson for us all as well I want to swing this conversation around yes, something sir. more happy. Okay. <laughs> so, what is the most happiest moment or fun moment that you've ever had on the court? Mm, okay. Um, well, it was like, it was a bit of a span. So... Five years ago, mm-hmm. I refereed an under-16s tournament and then I went straight away to an under-18s tournament. And so the group that I refed with, we refed the whole tournament together, um, like both tournaments together. So I remember refereeing with Jal, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, mm-hmm. in uh, the under sixteen. Jal gets another shout-out on yeah. this podcast. Every <laughs> podcast, she comes up. Seriously? It's funny. Yeah, no, anyway, continue. Um, so she, yeah, her and I referee the girls' final um, at the 16s, and we're all ecstatic. We're all having a great time. We come to 18, still on this high, having a great time, and um, I end up refing the 18 boys' Div 2 final. Mm-hmm. And I remember we didn't get to be at the same stadium as everyone. We had to go to the Div 1 stadium. Right. I remember Like, that. losers. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that morning, everyone... Like, I, w- I went to go see everyone at Div 2, and then I went to Div 1. And the weirdest thing happened where everyone was actually applauding us in the referees' room. Wow. There was just this moment where people just started applauding us. Wow. And I was like, what the heck? And then I remember getting onto the court to referee this this game. And I was with Karen Just. And I was so excited. Wow. I was so happy and so excited to be there. And it was crazy because I was going through a really like big life moment at that point. And everyone was just like gassing me up. Wow. And I had AOB on the sideline. And at a point at that game, and he's like, you look like you're just this weird, bubbly, funny girl (laughs) that just can't really ref. And then you get out on the floor and you completely change. Mm. Like you're just this strong, dominant person in control. And he said that in a timeout. And I was like, 
well shit now I'm on like cloud nine my head's just too far gone like <laughs> how am I meant to finish this game and that's probably one of my like favorite memories as a referee wow and favorite times that's so cool how much of a difference does it make when people are happy for your success right and then do it for other people yes oh my gosh it's actually fun when you celebrate other people's success as well oh i love it like come on come on man i love celebrating when my friends get good accomplishments and they thrive and you've got to yeah you've got to oh yeah i envy it but i just i love it all right i want to just get some some advice out there what, in your opinion, being an educator and all as well, oh, yeah. having a wealth of experience, <laughs> what traits make the best refs? Um, what makes the best refs? Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. Being able to, in any situation, connect with uh, your teammates. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't connect with your teammates, you're your own referee out there. You're mm-hmm. just doing you, mm-hmm. and that's not being a referee. Um, in my opinion, that's not being a ref. If you can't connect with your team and build your team up and have fun with your team, what's the point? Mm. Uh, confidence is key. It's all but about <laughs> <confidence>, <laughs> baby. Amazing. Now, don't get it's confidence. My favorite song. It's so I don't s- doubt that. It's so smooth. It's that's oh. one of my that's one of my uh, pregame. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, smoothest song ever. It's just. <clears throat> mm. Okay. But the thing with confidence, you can't get it mixed up with a big ego. Mm. If you have a big ego mm. and believe that you're above everyone on the floor and that, you know, I'm, I'm the king, don't mm. mess with me. Like, mm. that's horrible. Mm. Ew, that's not a team player. Mm. I want you to have confidence and be confident in yourself as a referee. You know, have those doubts and have questions. That's cool. That's about confidence. Mm. Recognizing when, you know, oh, did I actually do the right thing here and asking Mm. for advice Mm. that shows me confidence Mm. you have enough confidence in yourself to heal when you've done something wrong or learn from a mistake like it right so yeah i would say teamwork and confidence is the two biggest things for me amazing yeah Okay, we're coming up on 30. We're doing good. We're doing amazing. This has been a great conversation. Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Okay, the last thing. uh, Actually, well, it's not like the last thing. I do this all the time. I'm like, last question, last question, last question. (laughs) But, okay, I want to ask you something a little bit off topic. Yeah. Okay, so people are afraid of you. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. Speaking from experience. (laughs) Thank you very much. Know your place. Now, (laughs) how many times has a referee tried to bluff you in a postgame? So many. I actually had one yesterday in a post game. Yeah, and where, what happened? Don't uh, don't mention names or anything, but obviously, yeah. uh, no. Well, um, there was a situation that happened on the floor with the crew. Um, I didn't bring it up, uh, but the two of them were very awkward with each other and were trying to express to me that you know they had a really good game overall. Um, we had two. I would deem pretty big, like take you to the next level, big things that they missed. Mm -hmm. And these are behavioral management things that if they got it, it would have been better. And um, one of the referees tried to downplay it and was like, oh, well, like I gave him a bit of a warning. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, we don't accept those kinds of things. Ah, there we are. Here's the referee. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I did. I was like, no, we don't accept that. You actually stop the game, give an official warning, because if we let 
So it was taunting. Mm-hmm. If we let taunting go, what does that lead to? With mm-hmm. teenagers especially, mm-hmm. it can lead to a fight, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen them before. I've seen them. I've been in games where I've missed someone taunting someone and then they've turned around into a massive fight and I've had to get in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. So this referee was disregarding the fact that it wasn't a big deal when in reality that if it went to the other extreme, he would have been thrown under the bus mm. and he wouldn't have been in control of a situation. Mm. So, yeah, that referee tried to downplay it a lot mm-hmm. uh, and I wasn't having it. I was quite disappointed um, because it was just, it was something that I expected them to know mm-hmm. um, and they didn't. And then I found out after the game that the situation, something happened between them. Yep that um, you know wasn't very good and both of them tried to bullshit their way through it and I found out later what happened and uh, yeah didn't end very very nicely gotcha gotcha alright we're, we're gonna go on to our final segment but first there's like this policeman dude at the door yes <laughs> I think we better pause I'm gonna go have a conversation with him see what's <laughs> up we might get kicked out and then we'll resume for our final segment it's the most fun bit alright all right, so I've pulled out all the stops of my coach management skills. We've chatted to the cop <laughs> or the protective service, and uh, we're back on. So we're going to go through a final segment. It's, uh, it's called free throws, which means you get five seconds to answer the question, or it's okay. a violation. Okay. All right? And so my notebook's all over the place because I've been doing random ass podcasts all through the week. So I'm going to flip back and forth, find some cool questions, and okay. you're going to get it. All right? The first one's actually from Jal. Okay. She asks, <laughs> how does it feel knowing you're so cool? <laughs> Amazing. I am the coolest. Thank you for asking. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> modesty, hey? You said I had five seconds. <laughs> hey, you're right. That's cool. <laughs> um, I noticed when we, we, I was asking you all these questions about challenging times and stuff, I looked down, I noticed on your arm you had a tattoo. What does it say? Which one? This one? All the tattoos. <laughs> so I have one that says, life is tough, my darling, so are you. I have another one that says, I'm a warrior. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, a bit <clears throat> awesome. That's so cool. Okay, okay, okay. What's the number one quality a referee can have? Confidence. Mm. Communication. Mm. What's the sassiest thing you've ever said to a coach? <laughs> or maybe like top 20, yeah. top 50. <laughs> like, Top 100, whichever one. Maybe the sassiest thing you've said today. I mean, today, I, I, mean I haven't really spoken to any coaches today. Um, the sassiest thing I've ever said to a coach. You, <laughs> you really would, put me on the bro, spot here. If you had gone and talked to that cop, you would have just been like, you got a warrant for that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't be nice if we're getting arrested today. Okay, okay. Um, uh, oh, it... Uh, it would have... <laughs> It's, they're usually one word comments where a coach will be like, really? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where they're just like, you're really going to call that? I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> and you got a problem? Yeah, so that's so that's, good. Yeah, that's I usually think I've, it. I think I've seen you. Uh, correct me if this wasn't you that I saw, but I think I saw you one time. Um, a player was like, um, was that a foul? And you were like, did I call a foul? <laughs> or something like that. Like, did I call a foul? Uh, yeah. Then it must have been a foul. <laughs> I swear that was you. I yeah, swear. That was, that was probably me. That sounds uh, like something I would say. Oh, uh, uh, beauty. Okay. 
Have you ever witnessed or been a part of a perfect game? Yes. You have? I have. Cocky. I have! <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Okay, so you made no mistakes. Oh, there's always mistakes or always areas to improve in and a is game. is it perfect? Do you, uh, from the educator? Yes, it was. Ah, from the educator. Got you. All right. That's cool, that's cool, that's cool. I personally nev- never have perfect games. There's always something to work on that mm. I self-evaluate. Mm. And I'm also not that cocky that I could ha- ever have a perfect game <laughs> unless it's like a under 12s, under 10s, like <laughs> run around the floor. Oh. I was thinking for a second, I'm going to have to rephrase this question. Have you ever had an imperfect game? <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, no. <laughs> got that confidence. No. You weren't joking about that confidence thing, huh? Okay. <sighs> What's the worst quality a referee can have? Arrogance. Pet peeve. Mm, talking back. <laughs> uh, like as, a, as an educator, <laughs> yeah. as an educator, just someone um, like with the inability to learn mm. and just to talk back continuously. If you want to have a conversation with me, let's go for it. Oh my gosh, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but like if you dismiss me and you know talk back to me, I'm like, well, you're dead to me now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so don't do it. Well, <laughs> what's your favorite thing about basketball? Screens. Screens. Yeah, some every play that has a screen. I, it's so weird. I love screens you have in a screen basketball. Fetish. That sounds so weird. But <laughs> okay. screens can be like the most impact, like influential things in a game sometimes. Mm. If you have a good screen, like you're knocking someone over and just ugh. I like screens. All right. It's weird. It's weird. Hey, I'm not here to judge. And I love calling illegal screens. So. Oh, I was going to ask you what's your favorite call to make. <laughs> illegal screens. It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. Is there a rule you dislike? Anything to do with goaltending or um, what's the other one? Goaltending and basket interference. Hmm. Interesting. What don't you like about it? I just, I struggle to read the situations. Oh, okay. Um, and to like, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just, a bit, yeah, it gets a bit complicated. Yeah. Hey? And it happens so fast. It does. And you have to be on it at all times. Mm. Do you have a secret talent, Murphy? Do I have a secret talent? Yeah. Uh, no, not really. I'm, pr- I'm pretty much an open book. I thought you were going to come out with at least five. I'm not that confident. <laughs> You're disappointing me, Emma. <laughs> uh, getting booed. <laughs> oh, I love, love it or love it? <laughs> I love it. My oh, actually, one of my favorite things that happened. Um, I refereed a under eighteen girls semifinal in two thousand and it was either two thousand and eighteen or two thousand and nineteen. Logan was playing. Mm-hmm. So back when Logan was massive and loud as hell, yeah. I called a really, I fouled out one of the top players in the fourth quarter and the whole, we were at this stadium, at this mm-hmm. Gold Coast Stadium in Hall 2 yep. and the whole stadium was echoing with this boo. 
Oh my god. It, and then I had the gold medal on the show court and the same thing happened wow. where I called this foul against Logan and everyone was booing me and I had goosebumps because oh we went to goosebumps. a timeout and I had goosebumps and I was with Seppi and I'm like, ah. You're like, don't look at the crowd because I'm going to laugh and it's yeah. not going to be good. I was like, play the music, play the music. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> You'd just be singing in your head. Yeah. Just, just your little pregame song. It's, what is, yeah. Uh, Adrenaline. I like That's it. all I can explain. So cool. So cool. Favorite song? Work by Rihanna. Favorite ref? I have a lot. That's favorite, not fair. Favorite person to ref with? Ref with? Mm. Camellia. Oh, that's so cool. I ref with Camellia a lot mm-hmm. at club. Um, and I think she is just one of the... The bees knees. Sassiest, just I like... Know. I want her on this podcast so bad. I was like, she could be on this episode. It'd be perfect, but... That would have been really good. We oh, should have done that. That's oh, right. well. That's all good. I mean, I'm too amazing. I need one on my own. You do. We've already spoke for like 30-something minutes and still going. So. Yeah, we are. <laughs> nah, it's great. It's great. It's, in, it's, it's, a, it's a good conversation. Okay. <clears throat> Who's the person that you look up to the most? Uh, as a referee? Either. Well, that doesn't Both. really help me. Mother as a referee Rucker. first. Um... Oh, that's tough. Um, because there's a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bam! Got, no. Five seconds, Murphy. Jackie Dover, Kalia Hanks, Maddie Crowley, Vaughn. Like those are probably my top four refs that I uh like really wow. look up to and admire mm-hmm. because I grew up as Kalia and Maddie as my mentors. Mm. Um, so seeing them thrive is amazing. Amazing, amazing. Anyone you want to shout out is the last one. Nah. Only nah. you. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Is there anything that I've missed that you want to touch on before we finish? Mm. Any final pieces of advice you want to put out there? Final words, final comments? Yeah. Go for gold. The only other thing. The stage is yours. As a referee who's actually transitioned more into an educator, Mm -hmm. I would say uh, don't be so hard on yourself if that's the the pathway that you choose to take. Mm -hmm. Being an educator is also very rewarding. Mm -hmm. Um, Having people seek you out and ask you for your advice and opinions, um, have people ask you to sit in in pre-games, sit in on their game even though you're not rostered on, um, send you clips and ask for feedback. That is one of the most rewarding things that can happen as a referee. Is that when people seek you out and ask you for your advice as an educator and be like, I trust you and I think you're very smart and intelligent and I want to hear what you have to offer me. Um, it's so rewarding. So if that's the pathway that you're wanting to take um, and, you know, step away from refereeing don't be afraid of it because i have learned so much as an educator that i'm so excited to get onto the floor and take everything that i've learned as an educator and i've taught as an educator onto the floor and i hold myself so accountable because i tell 
you know, referees to do certain things. So I have to do certain things. Mm. Um, and as you know, like the step from a referee to an educator is a hard one because you have to separate yourself occasionally from your peers and you have to be like, there's certain things I can't tell you. Like it's different um, coming to a tournament where a lot of your peers are refereeing, but you're educating. Um, and it's a very hard boundary for a lot of people. Um, but it's also one of the funnest and most rewarding things. Um, and you build so many new relationships and connections. And, you know, when you do get to ref with the people that you've educated, they thrive off it so much more because they're like, well, like they see you as a referee, but they're like, this is so cool. Like you educated me at this tournament mm. and now we get to ref together. Cool, yeah. It's a really cool feeling to have that. And that's my favorite thing of being an educator now. Um, I want to get Temporarily. Back. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> hey, I'm going to see you out there on the NBL one. I, I know it. I know it. We'll start with QSL hey. and then we'll, we'll move our way up. Hey, that's, that's all good. That's all good. Okay, Murphy. Thank you so much for taking the time. I think uh, I think a lot of the young referees can get a lot out of this, especially the young females, mm. just uh, on your mindset and your mm. uh, your uh, perspective and attitude towards refing. Mm. I think there was a lot of value here. Thank you so much. And yeah, I think mm -hmm. we're done. Well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No worries. Listen, guys. I'm putting quite a lot of work into this podcast now and I do it, I do do it because I love it and because I want to, I genuinely, I genuinely, I want to be able to impact you guys positively to give you guys the support that I would have loved to have and to mentor you guys and help you guys. That's genuinely what I want and for me to do that to the greatest capacity I can it would mean the world to me if you guys would share this around for me. You know, if you enjoyed an, a certain episode, flick it around to your to your fellow referees or fellow people. You know, some of these episodes are somewhat basketball related, but some of them are great for life. And I'd super, super duper appreciate that because I really am. I'm doing my best over here. I'm putting a lot of time in. So... Yeah, I just want to mention that and I appreciate you guys tuning in. I love getting the messages. I love hearing from you guys. That's what inspires me to keep going. And I'm I'm bringing some heat. There's some heat coming. Um, I've been studying hard. I've been learning a lot. And I can't wait to share with you guys. So thank you. Thank you again for tuning in. And thank you for enjoying the podcast. So yeah. Take care, fam. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on, man. Let's go. Let's attack this. Attack this life, man. Let's go.